Uh, let's uh, let's uh, move this podcast forward. This is the Immaterial Gamers podcast. Yes, it is. Hello, everyone. I feel like I'm on fire. You uh, sound like you're on fire. You're like wafting in the mic. Yeah, someone's just someone's just went and <laughs> Stefan's just you know spontaneously combusted. <laughs> but, uh, this will be Stefan's last podcast before he burns to death tragically. While doing podcast. They find my remains of a headset just stuck to it, <laughs> and a bit of and a bit of green just smoke just go. And there will be a bit yeah. of toothpick stuck between his skeletal teeth. <laughs> Shut up! Got the, oh, the toothpick. Yeah, go my away. name's Ryan. I am uh, the the guide through the internet. Uh, you know, and also You're the guy through the this internet. very narrow yeah. window of the internet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just small, Oh, I was going to say, I need small, some help guiding it. <laughs> the small subreddit of the internet. I'm actually so subreddit that, you know... You're a sub-subreddit. I am also Funky Purple Heinz Easy Squirt Ketchup. And, don't uh, spell that wrong! And, uh, yeah, don't, don't, yeah. Uh, yeah. If there's any hint, don't search for Easy Squirt. Or using X-squirt. an X. <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> and uh, joining me this week, we've got Blasting Green Ketchup, we've got Stefan. Yay! Are you sure I should be green? I think I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, based on the other flavours. And uh, then we've got, uh, do you want to be orange or teal ketchup there, Duncan? Ah, uh, orange, I guess. Orange or blue? Yeah, uh, orange, yeah. Does it taste like orange? No, it tastes like ketchup. No, that's the thing, they were all supposed to taste like ketchup. Well, then what's so the damn think? point? Mine uh, tastes like make, guacamole. To make mealtime fun again, according to Heinz. Mealtime um, fun again. When, when were they ever fun? Was that the time before people used to start saying, stop playing with your food? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I always got told to stop playing with my food. I'm sorry, multicolored ketchup. Nothing would have ever got it. <laughs> and then I'd actually probably be healthier than I am now. But uh... I'd have been more concerned that my chips now have um, green blood. <laughs> well, They're bleeding yeah. green! My potatoes bleeding. Oh, but uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, you know. So uh, speaking of failed, uh, no, actually, what am I on about? I was going to say, speaking of failed product designs, this is the Immaterial Games Podcast. No, no. <laughs> speaking yeah, of failure, are, here I am. <laughs> yeah, we we are. We can't adopt I, I, a self-deprecating I, sense of humor until we actually have something to deprecate on. Right now, <laughs> we, right now, we have a series of videos that occasionally get watched. Yeah, true. Once we have like a fan base, then we can start pooping on ourselves yeah i poop on me anyway yeah i prefer to say at this point slowly growing would be would be uh, the way to go but um, depends on which way we're growing are we growing upwards or sideways both uh i don't think that's a thing oh uh, well uh, it's a thing now well yeah we could be going we could be growing up so in other words we get loads of subscribers and then we could go wide by getting a building Ooh, that'd be cool and now we have uh, now we have weather reporter Ollie Williams to tell us how uh, Immaterial G- Gamers is growing. Ollie, it's growing <laughs> sideways. <laughs> <laughs> it's growing sideways, and there is a slight chance of snow. With ice. And then, and if we go to our farming correspondent Ryan, well, um, uh, go get that. Welcome to Farmville we'll Simulator. Going. Yeah, farming simulator. <laughs> Ollie, that looks uh, like a really interesting company there. Uh, didn't, didn't there used to be more people? It's like, yeah, we did. It's like, where are they now? I don't know. They're playing World of Warcraft in some other channel. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, they're playing <laughs> Fortnite. 
so before we all fall out 76 let's uh, move on to what we've been playing this week or uh, as the segment is called what's been played what's been played and uh you know what steph i'll not break the habit of a lifetime what have you been playing mate does it help that i've just forgot <laughs> literally, literally, my my mind just literally went. Dum. It's like yeah, it's like you, you were like purely confident that I asked you the question. You went, it's the heat stroke. <laughs> the heat stroke from the fire is getting to him. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a bit of Civ Five. I've just I thought I'd go back to it and give it a shot. Okay. I, I, I find it still as terrible as the first time I played it. Ooh. Why is it so terrible these days? No, I say five. I mean six. Oh, <laughs> five was sense. the better one. Five was, was about the better one. Five was the, yeah, five's the best one. I've been playing six. See, I've got them both on my desktop, so I'm just looking at them and thinking and getting them mixed up. Mm. Uh, next thing I'm going to say, I've been playing Internet Explorer. Why the hell is that on my desktop? Internet Explorer, <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, hardcore mode. The Dark Souls of Internet browsing. <laughs> Dark Souls? I thought, I thought that was like fucking what's a game no one plays uh Minesweeper Fallout 76 no wait <laughs> Snake 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 there, yeah there we go I don't know anyone who plays that anymore unless they've got an old Nokia I could oh, play that on my keyboard uh, I want to buy a new old I want to buy a new old Nokia Anyway, Sif 5. Sif 5? No, Sif 4. 4. No, 5, you were right. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I've been playing Sif 6. And I am the queen... I I forgot her name completely, but she is the queen of Greece and the queen of the Spartans. And I can't remember her name. But I have took out Alexander the Great already. The queen Elizabeth fucking loves me, and I don't know who the French queen is, and she loves me too. You don't know who the French Queen is, but you know that she likes you. Yeah, it could be Antoinette. I do not know. Oh, Marie Antoinette. It could be. Off with her head. No, no, wait. Hold on. No. Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. Disputed that she actually ever said off with her head, by the way. I have no idea, but um, all I know is every time I do anything to do with culture or entertainment, she's right there talking to me going, we follow the same track. It's like, no, we don't. I, uh, my people were bored and I needed to make entertainment. <laughs> uh, so, didn't you, weren't you talking before the podcast about you being classed now as a warmonger? Oh, yeah. Um, my, one of my allies went, we should go to war with Alexander the Great. And it was like, okay, I don't like the bastard. And he keeps on trying to nick things off me anyway. So, yeah, I'll do this. Went to war. He's right on my border. It wasn't on my allies' border. He started attacking me, so I defended myself, and then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm the warmonger. Defending yourself is such an aggressive action. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, qu- defending qu- yourself to the point of eliminating another culture from existence is pretty extreme. Well, mm. if I didn't do it, well, let's put it this way. I, I eliminated them down to one sitter, and left them as one sitter. And then England turned around, who were my other allies, after I made peace with them, and turned around and went, let's make war with them again. And because I still didn't like the guy and I liked England, I said, yeah. You <laughs> fell for our good old Great British expansion plans. <laughs> hey, the French you fell the British, British colonialism. Yeah. And then the Brazilians got mad at me and for some reason they don't live in Brazil. I wonder if you can, I wonder if you can recreate Brexit in Civ 6. <gasps> Brexit! That'd be fun. 
I mean, it'd be probably about 500 turns of absolutely nothing happening. I have to admit, uh. though, if we if we do that, does that mean halfway, f- like towards the end of it, the yellow vest protests have to happen in France? Oh God, the yellow vest protests. Oh, have you not heard? Have you heard the latest? Oh, I know, I know, I know. The red scarves. Red scarves. They, they've now joined to protest the yellow vests. Red scarves you know... versus yellow vests. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're actually looking at a, you know a proper way of trying to overthrow. You know, governments, you know all the people and stuff like that. Maybe looking at the romance of the three kingdoms is not a good <laughs> idea. No, do you know, I, I like the way you've put that link in, but do you know what I think? I'm just waiting for the blue team to come along and kill them. I, th- I think they're just taking Pokemon Go a bit too much. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Now, I'm actually just wondering if, like, later on, closer to Brexit, so you've got these yellow vest protests, and then there's going to be a whole bunch of... There's going to be three coordinated groups of, <laughs> of politicians wearing green, red, and blue, and then they just all work together. There's actually a guy... There's a guy wearing gold because he's just chilling out. There's a couple of guys wearing purple because they'll end up taking over and then becoming twice as bad as the people that you just overthrew. You know? <clears throat> I, too, like to bounty. chill out while wearing gold. So, th- there we go. There's the, one of the people who want to go mental. Yeah. I- I'm sure I've played something else this week. Huh? I played some more Darksiders. I'm still not farming to it. Darksiders 3. Yeah. You solved the uh, did you solve the graphics problem from last time. Oh, yeah. I, I solved that immediately by um, getting rid of the game and reloading it. Ah. It sawed itself out. It was like, ah, that's good. <laughs> Verifying file integrity. Um, and, um... Didn't you? Haven't you demoed Anthem? Oh, I, I did. I did for about an hour or two, and mm. I can't get used to the flying. The combat system in it, I think, is really good, and the mm. way the javelins move, really nice. The um, flying, it seems a bit bugger. Mm. It's you, like the ones you, like you've seen in the trailer, they're dead smooth and all the rest of it. Yeah, it's smooth, but you try turning a corner and you want to start turning um, 20 miles ago. Ah, uh, so it's a little bit sort of delayed on the flying reactions then. Yeah, that or they just expect you to just take really wide cornering when flying. Yeah, well, that was that was a bit weird because I mean, last when I tried sort of Anthem, I kind of found the the flying to be a bit smooth. I don't know why it sounds like it's gone a bit backwards now. It could be with the issues they've been having with the. Um, servers recently since because a oh, lot it's, nice. a, it's lagging quite a bit because you didn't expect so many people to be pl- trying to get the demo it's just yeah i mean it's just this just continuing ea problems i think we discussed this last week when i was speaking with darius about this and you know sort of ea server problems and how they keep trying to do this oh we weren't expecting the you know we weren't ex- and you know expecting the amount of people to enjoy yeah. playing this but and stuff the best, like that. the best like, fingers you, that's what i mean it's a lie because I mean, around you know, in around a month and a half's time it. when the game comes out and when it'll eventually fall, and I quote Jim Sterling for this, when it falls below expectations... I'm still going to play it, mate, when it first comes oh, out. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm waiting until it comes out. Yeah, I'm um, going to be definitely... I, I only played the demo just to get the use of it because I know you played the uh, closed beta, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't get a chance of doing that because I was working, so uh, I thought... I need the demo. Uh, I thought I'll get it, tried it. I thought, okay, I need to get like a proper team for this because there was one guy in our team who knew perfectly what he was doing, and he was like different gear, different everything. It's like, okay, you've been playing the beta since it came out, mate. 
The mm. other three of us that are in this team have not. And you've just basically just dragged us through this. Yeah. I mean, have you, I mean, that being said, have you seen the ridiculously stupid release date chart that EA brought? I know this is not yes. fully news, but yeah. I have seen that. I, they, they tweeted it, didn't they? It was tweeted yeah. first. Yeah. Proudly tweeted the ways to play Anthem. And my, my, my. The one you've just posted is a bit smart yeah. for me. Uh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just gonna find the tweet. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I found the picture and it shows all the, it shows all the pre-orders and stuff like that. And wow, EA, if you want to alienate your customers, tell people that buying a, an eighty-pound collector's edition of Anthem doesn't grant you early access to the game. That's yeah, it's just poor. The only version of Anthem that is available for the early access week. Is the PC version of Access? Uh, I, I was about to say no. It's the Prime Access in it. PC. Well, that, yeah. Bonus. So the PC Premier version of Access. Yeah. Then um, I just say that because on you know EA Access is just Access on the Xbox One and stuff like that. So yeah. So you've spent eighty quid to get your pre-order of the Legion of Dawn edition of Anthem, and you get told, Nah, thanks for your money. I mean. Yeah, it's it's tempting. I may ju- I may just pick up Premier just for a month to try it and see what it's like. I've got it. I've got Premier. It's the only reason I am definitely playing it. I got it because there's a few other games that run it, which were like, I'll play them. I play a lot of games they do. So for me, yeah. it was worth the money to get it because I wanted Dark Siders. Um, Darius should be getting the Unreal Two. I think it's called, like the two little string men thing. String Brothers. One's blue, one's red. Okay. Red versus I can't blue. remember that. <laughs> I wish. Um, but it's like a co-op game, so we're planning on playing that together at some point. Alright. Um, I think we did have ideas to make a video with it. Mm. I think. I can't oh, Unravel. That's probably it. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually still wondering, you know, if it might be worth it, because A Way Out is on... Yeah, there's uh, quite a few Origin games Access as well. So that might be worth playing at some point because I like the idea of it of a two-player game where you're not necessarily even doing the same things together, but you're working towards that common goal. Anyway, but there, uh, yeah. So you know, we've had we've had Civ Six and Darksiders and Anthem, and they'll all be Anthem. Maybe look forward to in around what is it now? Two weeks, ten days for, for the early. Yeah, ten days for the early access because it comes out thirteenth for me. I believe I was that. Download 13th, 14th. I think it's download because I think it says 15th, which is a Tuesday, which is when new games usually come out these days. So Good old Tuesday. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll look forward to that. Now, moving on, Duncan, what have you been playing, sir? Uh it's kind of figure hard to figure out which things I want to talk about because I've been I've been playing a lot, but I've been playing different things all week. Okay. Uh so what do I want to talk about? Uh, I guess I mean I played a little bit of uh, Settlers of Catan with my family. Yeah, board games. Ago. Yeah, board game. Uh, I won. It's uh, it was a, it was a good, good win. It was a good solid win for me. Nice. Uh, I I used my uh, finance major and my knowledge of finance to uh, diversify my investments and uh, make uh, make suitable trading deals and. Capitalize on my market, you know. I, uh, you, be, you become a ginger Donald Trump. 
Exactly. It's just just like Donald Trump. I will Imagine. become Prime Minister of Canada. And will you set up a giant wall between the US and Canada? You don't need to, they're already doing it, remember? We saw the advert for their candidacy for their um, office. Hmm. Yeah. I just feel it would be a bit tough, you know, of blocking the trade route between Seattle and Vancouver. I feel I feel sorry, though. If you do that, Terry will be out of a job. Yeah. Terry would definitely probably need another job. But, uh, yeah, it was it was good. I, uh, I, I don't normally, you know, normally when, my, when I play Catan, I just buy, I build a lot of settlements, and then I think about it later. Mm. But That's the, how this... I play most games. <laughs> I'll do this now, think later. But this time I, uh, you know, I built, a, you know, my cities to get the, you know, invest, to get my resource collection up. I, uh, I, I bought a lot of, uh, what are those cards called? The development cards, which I don't normally mm. invest in very heavily. My, normally my sister is like 100% development cards. I'm going to win the game by only development cards. Surprisingly, mm. that actually works for her a lot. So okay. uh, I decided to get in on that action a little bit this time around, and uh, it worked out for me. Nice. We've... Uh, come up with an idea for Catan that we're going to try and implement the next time uh, we play. We're going to try like a house rules edition. Mm. We're going to take the robber and instead of him being a robber he'll become Santa Claus. <laughs> so here's the idea for, we have for Santa Claus for Christmas in Catan. Okay. Nice nice name for it by the way. Christmas in Catan. So yeah. the robber normally uh, when he's on a tile, you know he blocks resource gathering from that resource whenever that number is rolled. Yeah. But what we're thinking in the Christmas in Catan version, instead of taking resources away, he gives resources. You actually get a plus one resource every time that number is rolled on top of what you oh, would what normally a, get. What a generous soul. Exactly. So you want the the... the the, the Santa robber near you. Mm. But now here's the twist. Normally, when you roll a 7 in Catan, you get to move the robber to a location and then take a resource from one person uh, who is adjacent to that spot. Yeah. But what we've thought might be an interesting twist on that idea is because it is the season of giving, you instead give a resource to one person attached to that tile of their choosing. <laughs> You're essentially like filling the, out their wish list, you know, like a la Christmas. Yeah. And last but not least, instead of losing half your resources, if you have eight or more resources when a seven is rolled, if you have zero resources, you get plus two of your choice from the bank. Nice. So it'll be a very interesting dynamic, much more fast-paced game because you'd have a lot more resources on the board. Yeah. So we would have to increase the point limit. Oh, uh, nice one. It's on the on the first day of cats and some circles gave to me. Two little sheep. <laughs> uh, do you know I know nothing about that game, but all I do know is about it, it was in Super Fan Build. It's Super mm -hmm. what? Super Fan Build on um, Netflix. Someone made a life-size Catan board then. They made a l actual gaming top in the shape of one of the tiles for it mm. and then made it in the middle so it looks like an ocean constantly so when you play the game and the tiles are on it it looks like it's just surrounded by ocean yeah so it's, a, it's a good little 
I think in board game terminology, it'd be classed as a Euro game. So resources and resources and filling out stuff. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. We're gonna try and see how that works out. See if it's balanced. It's mm-hmm. not, but you know, it's fun. Yeah, it's a, house it's a rules. Playing it. Yeah, house I think rules. that'd be. I think that'd be kind of an interesting idea for like a a video series, like house rules. You know, like play clip. You know, play conventional board games with unconventional rules. Yeah, I mean, people do it all the time with Monopoly. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, is free parking gonna give you all the tax money? Yeah, in, in our house rules, you, yes it is. Do you double your income if you land on Go? Yes, you do. No, I don't play that one. If you go to jail, do you stay in jail for the remainder of the game? Ooh, here's a good one. No. Do you collect money if you're in jail? No. See, these, apparently these the official rules, rules are you do win it. Yeah, you do win in official I've rules. Always you thought, do. I've always thought it would make more sense if you didn't earn your income while you're in jail. But it's yeah. it's more the fact if you even if you went to jail and you own property, that property's still making money. So technically, you're mm. still making money, so you don't get to see it until you come out. Yeah. yeah. So the way we I don't know if you watch tabletop. Oh, the, I watch tabletop. Um. How they were saying, do not let the money go under the table to the pr- prison. They had to stay on top, so basically they never saw it until they got back out. Uh, makes makes sense. Makes very much sense. Yeah, I think that would be. So, I think that's kind of a cool idea. That would be. I think that would yeah. be an interesting idea. Maybe someday. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, wink, wink. But hey, speaking of tabletop games. Are we playing games, for real cash? Uh, uh, when we have real cash to play with, sure. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm broke. I'm pretty much broke. Yeah. Earning money by crypto mining. Who said that? Wait, what? But, uh, speaking of tabletops, I've played a game that's not really tabletop at all, but it has the name of a tabletop game. So I've been diving into the intriguing world of auto chess. (laughs) <laughs> which is a oh. is a Dota 2 custom map you can play in the Dota 2 arcade for free anyone who has a mm-hmm. Steam account can play this game for free just saying uh, Yeah, I don't play Dota so you don't have to play Dota. Dota, you don't need to know anything about Dota to play this game hell you don't even really need to know anything about chess don't even need to know anything uh, about I know chess. about chess, I'm, I'm okay at chess I wouldn't say I'm perfect I wouldn't say you're perfect either because that would be impossible Anywho. Any, anyway, play, so auto chess. So basically, uh, if anyone has ever played a game type called Lottery Defense in StarCraft, it's similar to that, only it's more in-depth. Basically, every round you get randomly rolled a set of units that you get to choose from. You can, you know, you get you have a certain amount of income that you use to buy these pieces, and then you use them to fight mobs in, in the first few rounds. Uh, you can have up to a certain number of pieces on the board depending on what your level is. So maximum level is 10. You okay. start off with one, and then like the first three rounds or so, you get a level every time. But after that, it slows down, and you kind of have to strategically plan out how your you know, your experience gains. Mm. Uh, so each unit has a race and like an archetype or job or whatever you want to call it. You know, like you might have like an orc who's also a warrior or an undead who's also a hunter. Mm-hmm. And each race and archetype has its own like synergy, like it has its own like internal buffs and benefits for having other members of that species in your composition. 
Okay. And the more of each of those things you have in your composition, you know, the more, uh, you know, the more effective they are. Right. So a large part of the strategy is trying to figure out a balance between, like, trying to figure out a composition that works for you, where, you know, you have so many of this race and so many of this archetype in your team so that they have benefits that, you know, synergize and work together. You know, you might, Mm -hmm. you might focus entirely on one, uh, archetype and get major bonuses in that, or you might split it in half and get sort of half race, half archetype bonus. But what's really interesting is that there's only a finite pool of units to draw upon throughout the whole game. So, like, you know, if you take one orc warrior out of the mix, that one orc warrior cannot be, you know, rolled by anyone else, which means there will be less of them, and it'll be harder for other people to get it. Mm. So there's sort of this grand meta strategy involved in trying to pick archetypes that are not popular by you know for other characters or to even try and steal from other characters mm-hmm. so uh so then there's that element uh if you ever get three of the same unit you can merge them together into like a you know a higher tier unit up to tier three yeah and that makes them much much more powerful but it can take a long time to do depending on what units you're trying to merge and how likely they are to appear mm. And there's a whole thing to there's a whole element to the strategy where you know you try and sa- you can try and save money and earn interest. You get one interest per ten gold. Uh, unlike lottery defense, that number does not go down over the course of the game. It stays the same. Uh, the maximum interest you can get is five on fifty gold. Right. Okay. But anyway, the the big focus of the game is like the first few rounds you're just fighting like random crap mobs. But for most of the game, you're fighting against clones of other people's teams, and they automatically fight each other based on, you know, how they're programmed to fight, and also their positioning on the 8x8 grid, hence the chess in auto chess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every time you lose on your board, you, uh, you lose a certain amount of health depending on how many units are left and what units they are. Different units will deal different amounts of damage to you. Mm. And then I assume at that point, if you if you lose all your health, you're then out. Yeah, you're not like kicked out of the game. You can still watch if you want to, but why would you do that? Who cares? Mm. Who cares who wins, right? As long as it's not you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it. I've I've played a couple games, and so far I've only lo- I've lost both times. The first game I played, I came in last place. The second game I played, I came in like second or third last place so i'm not good at it yet it's a very complex game there's a lot of strategic elements and you really don't have time to think about think about it very long so you kind of have to it's a thing that comes with time you eventually you just learn how the game works how compositions work and you just got to be able to do things instinctively you will almost certainly lose the first couple games you play because of how much like Thought has to go into a very small window of time, mm. but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I I'll probably play more of it throughout the week when I have time. Uh, yeah, it do, does look interesting because, like I say, it's it's a bit different to just like having to strategically work out, you know, chess moves ahead of time. It's a bit, it's a very more tactical approach, sort of in the selection rather than the movement, which is sounds like it's on my street that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, we can always uh, 
give it a boo together sometime. Yeah. Maybe even record our failures. Hmm. It's possible. Very possible. We can humiliate ourselves in front of the auto chess playing community. Oh, perfect. That sounds right. There we go. Done. Sold. (laughs) Ah, good old uh, me getting humiliated. Yeah, cool. So, uh... So that's what I've been doing. What we had. I'm sorry, go on. Sorry. I was just saying, like, that's what I've been doing. Close. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, never, never one to want to uh, cross talk like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what we had here: Civ Six, uh, Darksiders, Anthem, Settlers, and Auto Chess. And now we've got me and the one game that I've really been playing over the past two days. And it's a, uh, I would, I mean, Steph would probably know, but a lot of people know them probably a uh, rhythm game connoisseur. How are you now? I didn't know this. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, so yeah, very got, got a history of rhythm games. You know, from you from you expected rock band, Guitar Hero, to Awful. games like uh, uh, Frequency and Resonance, uh, Resonance, Amplitude, uh, Res, Resonance of Fate, and uh, Resonance of Fate is an RPG. I wish that was a rhythm game. That would be that would be even better. But um, yeah, so I've, I've you know I've got a lot played the quirky ones, and I'm now at a point even Tetris. Tetris is technically now a rhythm game. But um, yeah, there's one that I've been playing over the past couple of days called Aero, spelt double A E R O, um, stylized Aero. to make it look like uh, stylized stylized to make it look like Efa, so it'd be more Eero. Eero. I guess if you if you if you're looking at that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's a it's a little rhythm rail shooter, not so unlike Res, by a two-man gaming studio in England called uh, well, Ryan, you remember? Fine, you can uh, do it. Madfellows. They're called by they're called Madfellows. Madfellows. Um, That's a good name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're uh, the purveyor of the finest games, according to their the statement. They brought out two, both of them rhythm games. Uh, one was an iOS game called Synwave. But um, yeah. So this one is Synwave. How do you spell that? S I N S I N E S I N E W A V E. So wouldn't it be sine wave? Yeah, sine wave then I guess. Math term. Sine wave, sine wave. Yeah, yeah, like cosine. Yeah. Sine, um, cosine, tangent. Sorry, that was my twirl dance with you coming out there. And that's uh, that's uh, that's maths with Duncan, everyone. Um, but yeah, so it's a rail shooter like Res. So you start a stage, and you're flying around your little spaceship. It has to be played with a pad. Um, and your left stick controls the movement of the of the ship. The right stick controls your aiming cursor, and it works in two ways. So there's the res style part of it. So there'll be enemies on the screen. You use the right stick to aim, and you push the right trigger to fire. You can lock on automatically to eight shots, and then you push the button, and it'll fire them all. Pew pew. So that's so that's that's like res. Yeah, pew pew. Auto lock on, and it does the does the firing in time to the beat of the song. The second part of it is a sort of a tracing sort of game. So there'll be like little there'll be lines on the outside edge of this this circle that you'll move the ship on and that'll then make the beats of the song while you're playing through it. So in in difficulties or higher difficulties it'll combine the two. So you'll be having to move the ship and stay on what they call the ribbon while also shooting enemies as they appear on the screen to stop your ship getting blew up. Well that sounds Oh boy, that's that. I I'm not a multitasker. That sounds like a pain in the uh, ass. 
yeah, this this game has taught me that multitasking is tough, but it's satisfying when it works. And it it works in a way that everything like good rhythm games do, it works to the beat of the game or to the beat of the music on there. And it uses rather than sort of like the rock band stuff and uses all the heavy metal stuff and amplitude uses this this, you know, full like, you know, drum and bass electronic dance music stuff. This one uses more dubstep and drum and bass on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just singing love shine. <laughs> ah, fair enough. But um yeah, no, they've got the thing that it has on it is it's got a fully licensed soundtrack as well. So it's like you're not it's not a concept album like um like Amplitude was. So it's so, you know, these these songs where if you were big in the EDM scene, you'd know these songs straight off. I knew one. However, that didn't stop me from enjoying the game, and I I love it actually. Did you I played enjoy it for that two one? days. Eh? Did you enjoy that one song that you knew? Oh, I enjoyed that one song and the others, even though I'd never heard of them before. And neat. But but yeah, I mean that that's coming from a person who doesn't usually do sort of dubstep drum and bass sort of music. I mean, uh, I'm not really into, like, pop or electronic music, but I really dug the The World Ends With You soundtrack, so, you know, if I turn it into yeah. a game, uh, sure, I'd imagine it'd be fun. Yeah, so, you know, it's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's really enjoyable. It's got three difficulty levels on it, and it, you know, it plays to a point where you do have to be concentrating, but get in the zone, like I can kind of do on some of these rhythm games, and you just you just get into it, and it's a, uh, yeah, it's been out for a year already though, that was the thing, it was about I think a year and a half it was out on the PC and the and PS4, but it was uh, one of my humble mum uh, humble monthly games this month, and it's in the list that I now call why have you not downloaded it already uh, another game in that list is Yakuza 0, but Anyway, that's an example. Well, you've answered well, that question. Yeah. I the answer is I did download it. Ah. Eventually. Yeah. Got there. But in the uh, end. But but yeah. So uh, been playing that, and that's say two days. And I tweeted it earlier this morning, recording this on Sundays as we always do. Uh, this Sunday being what are we on there? The third of February. But um, yeah. Yeah, had to had to tweet him. It was like waking up on a what was it? A good start to any Sunday or any other day for that matter is playing this game and wondering why you didn't pick it up earlier. And yeah, but uh, it's out everywhere, uh, including the Switch. It came out just before Christmas on the Switch. Portable crazy dubstep fun. Very nice. You know, you oh, mentioned yeah. uh, JRPGs earlier and rhythm games. Uh, does The Legend of Dragoon count as an RPG rhythm game? The Legend of Dragoon? I'd say no. That's a PlayStation 1 game. It's like, it was a, mm. That was a four-disc uh, JRPG. Uh, basically, like, it had an interesting mechanic where, like, all of the, like, attack types for uh, all the characters had, like, uh, like, you had to tap the button along to, like, a certain pattern. To maximize ah. the effectiveness of their attack. Yeah. So I, mean, I guess te- technically, kind of works. I mean, at that point, it wasn't really to like any music. It was just a set pattern. Yeah. Now I, I know I, I know what you mean. So this idea, because I'm just looking at it now, remembering. Yeah. So so you make an attack, and then one square shrink, and the other one would 
sort of go up and you and push the button in the right place. I mean, yep. it also reminds me of a PS2 game, um, Shadow Hearts. Uh, oh, like oh yeah, Shadow Hearts. Yeah, with the uh, the dial that you had that had different segments yeah. you had to click on to to maximize yeah. your attack. Or as or as they decided to do it in that game, speak the Judgment Ring. The Judgment Ring. What a name! I mean, it was essentially yeah, it's essentially a wheel that you had to push in time with the buttons. But yeah, it being called the Judgment Ring made it sound so much better. But uh, yeah, no, no, That's no a sort of sense. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to throw back some of that in the in the future. But uh, yeah. So with uh, with with that that I've played, I'd say that concludes that segment, and uh, we shall then spend the remainder of this small amount of time we've got left on the news. News time. The news. The G. Yeah. The G N E W S news. News. I feel Perfect. like I feel like even though the G is silent, you still can hear it a little bit if you like add it. You know, like there's a difference between news and news. News, but uh, <laughs> so we'll 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 keep moving on there, and uh, let's look at this first piece. I mean, I call this technically to to respond to when Duncan put this in our Discord on this. Um, does this count as gaming news? I would say yes, considering. The channels that got caught up in this absolute shit show. Oh boy! So we're starting with that one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get it. We'll we'll get it moving quickly enough. Um. Basically, this is a this is a YouTube video. Um. But it has been put up in various news sites. I mean, it went as far as Variety, and uh, and sort of other entertainment Ooh, variety. websites. That sounds like a thing that's important. Yeah. But um. So there used to be a multi-channel network by the name of Defy Media. Used to be uh, being the key to... phrase. Yeah. They they owned various bits, so um so they had their multi-channel network on, on YouTube and they had channels such as Ormi, uh Smosh, Others. Um but they also owned version one of the Escapist magazine as well. Uh, a gaming website. And uh yeah. When was it? Let's say about November last year. It just ceased to be. Uh, is that right? Sounds about right to me. No idea. Huh? Sounds, I'm, I'm not really that open to this one. Yeah, but well, um, sit back yeah. and learn. Yeah. So there was a there was a video by uh, what's his name normally Matthew Patrick, Matthew otherwise Patrick, known as Matt Pat, also known as Matt Pat, the creator of the uh, game theory and film theory YouTube channels to really yeah. big entertainment. Uh, Channels on uh, on YouTube on, on yeah and now let's just say we're not you know I'll go on this he's <laughs> Matt Pat I I subscribe I watch his stuff um he's still considered a controversial figure on YouTube uh, as of uh, only a couple of weeks back regarding crediting fan made games. But that's not what we're talking about. Honestly, nothing, I mean, yeah, nothing I, should screw someone over like this. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I, I, I just on on that tangent of just like, yeah, honestly, that I think that's a little bit of an overblown controversy in the first place. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly think that if that's the most controversial thing that a person has ever done in their career, that that they should be proud of that. It's like they misquoted a dude's name and, you know, maybe didn't quite get the, the information right. But he still linked yeah. everything in the description. There was still everything was still perfectly discoverable. I don't really yeah. think there was need to be any big deal about it. But 
anyway, you could you could look up the Matt Pat controversy if you really need to know more about this story. Yeah. We're talking more about yeah. this story. Yeah, which is the fact that when Defy Media went under, they basically took the money and ran in the process. Well, basically, it's like you know, they, my understanding is that like you know, they were going under, and like, like they knew that this was going to be happening, and uh, but they can still continue to take you know, service fees and all that. And uh, when the company went under, you know, I mean, YouTubers yeah. being being what they are in, in the legal and cultural scheme of things, you know, they get put way at the bottom of the, you know, payback priority list. Mm. You know, when declaring bankruptcy, all their debtors and creditors are going to get paid out first. And uh, allegedly they... the the channels that were serviced by Defy Media lost a combined total of $1.7 million U.S. Yeah. As a result of That's... the service fees that were paid, you know, with with this company that essentially provided them no service for for that money. Yeah. I mean, this, this is the thing that's come up in the, in the video. Mappa explains it himself on the, the, the sort of... On the basic side of things it's very basic the multi-channel network just made sure that they sorted out the ad revenue and stuff to pass it through to any channels that were on their network and um, they'd take a little bit of a cut as a service fee and then the rest would end up to the channel creators and uh, owners uh, respectively from there now that was that was at a time where being in a multi-channel network was required to get any revenue from ads and youtube in the first place and like it's being brought up in the video, it that's changed. Yeah, it's no Anyone longer necessary. Sort of independently now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's no longer necessary to be a part of an MCN uh, in, to get revenue and all that. But they do, as far as I, from what I can tell, they do help a lot in copyright protection. They give you a larger legal body to work with to uh, yes. defend yourself against, you know, unfair copyright claims and you know things like that. But, yeah, I mean, that's just mad because, you know, Matt Pay explained the situation that there was a total of around 50 users and channels. Yeah, about that. A part of this, which basically now turned into a class action lawsuit from from, from what's basically happened there in, in trying to recover this 1.7 million US dollars back. To put that into perspective, I had a person in the comments do the math. Not that this is even hard math. I could have done this in my head, but... Just you know, I may as well give credit where credit's due. Uh, you know, you, if you assumed that everyone had, you know, put an equal contribution towards this money, which obviously is incorrect, but you know, because some no, channels are bigger than yeah. others. But if we were to just, you know, simplify the math and say all fifty of these people put in roughly equal contribution, you know, mm-hmm. to this one point seven million dollars, that is that comes out to about thirty thousand, like over thirty thousand dollars per person. US, which is working, this is like living wage for like middle, like lower middle income people, you know, like mm-hmm. that's a year's income for 50 middle income people. Yeah. And like that's, and a, that's, that's just... pretty substantial. Yeah, that's massive. And and that's, that's people losing money for signing up to a service that basically gave them copyright protection and not much else. Yeah, really. And even it's then, like they the didn't really... protection's not guaranteed. Yeah, it's like you know, I've heard, I've even heard examples of people as individuals fighting back against these copyright 
suits and, and winning. So it's like you really wonder what service they're providing them at all that justifies that that value, that $30,000. And that's that's gone to like things. So the, the big thing that came up in this video and in the Variety article that I read at the time, you take into account something like Smosh, which has been around since, you know, I'd probably say since YouTube. Definitely early days of YouTube. Yeah. And they came out of that with nothing. Zero. Zilch. Yeah, wasn't one of the one of the two guys, he's uh he's like like out of home now? Yeah ridiculous because they bought stock on the promise that defy would go public and it never happened they managed to basically screw people out of you know a fuck ton of money um and 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 the fact that they you know they dropped i mean i look at this on the other side because my sort of watching experience with defy was twofold really there was the army channel on youtube with um man at arms and at that point, thank God they got picked up by the El Rey network. Um, and, you know, and by extension, the History Channel in the UK. Um, and the Escapist magazine. And Defy seemed to have a big thing of buying up stuff with money they didn't really have and letting the stuff rot. Yeah. And, I'd... yeah, sort of, the, I guess at that point, it's a warning for content creators everywhere, not just sort of gamers and stuff like that. Just be careful. Yeah. Really be careful about what kind of people you're signing up with. Read your contract very thoroughly. And any time a company that you are wholly owned by releases uh, you know, financial statements or relevant information, make sure you very clearly read what is going on behind the scenes. Because uh, if you don't keep yourself informed, you'll end up getting screwed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't say this. We we can't say this any price because we're not signed up to any. But at least we now know the warnings that other people have had. Yeah, no, it's these are it's it's unfortunate that you know, large popular entertainers who you know who we all watch and enjoy have to you know you know suffer this way as you know the warning shot for for us as upcoming mm-hmm. creators. But at the very least, the the hope is that the next generation of creators will be more well-informed and more aware of themselves and maybe not get stuck up in these traps. And who knows, maybe the p- companies that we end up working with in the future uh, will have a, you know, a bit of a history to refer to and think, oh, let's try to be a little bit less shitty than that. You never know. Yeah. They don't, it's, that, that's not always guaranteed, but at least if they're not different, we will be, and that's important. Yeah. It's absolutely true. So uh, yeah. So as we as we move on from there, Steph, I know you're not being around for a bit and listening, but you've been listening through that. Can you do me a favor? Could you just take the number off the Bethesda days since last incident counter, please? I already did that. Ah, thank you. Because we are now back to zero. Yeah, we're about uh, to. What did they do? Out. I didn't read this one. So, I gotta be honest. I was busy before. Uh, we started yeah. recording so yeah Darius sent me this one uh, from KitGuru um, but it, again it's also been around um, all the gaming sites Jim Sterling brought this up as a, as a funny one as well Bethesda released a patch for Fallout 76 it was a hot fix. Issues. yeah um, 
<laughs> but uh, but what happened to those issues? Oh, that's one, right. The old ones came back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they released a whole bunch of patches, including stuff like duped items. Now, remember there was that dev room incident? Yes. That had come up there, yeah, duped items, and now it's come back. So they've managed to do a fix that... Breaks everything know, again. Yeah, that fixed bugs... Granted, it fixed bugs, but it made new ones. Okay, not too much of a problem. It didn't really but then make new reopened ones. the it bugs that were already back. Almost every bug that they got rid of to begin with, from what I've heard. <laughs> but it's just, it's just mad. Oh uh, yeah, the, the, that's the example. Uh, what's known as heavy bobby pins. Uh, the you know bobby pins in Fallout used to unlock crates and and doors and stuff like that. But you know generally have a little bit of weight to them. Usually, in according to this, uh, 0.11, uh, sorry, 0.001 pounds. Very light. Very light. So you'd have hundreds of them in your inventory. And Not they'd even make notice. a little bit of weight, but wouldn't wouldn't continue anything. The problem with this, this patch, it brought back the bug of the heavy bobby pin, which turned their weight from 0.001 pounds to 0.1 pounds. So 100 <laughs> times heavier than normal. Yeah. You think about that. I mean, for you people who don't really... I don't know how familiar you are with the the pounds of uh, weight yeah. system, but that's like what one yeah. tenth of a pound is. That's like it's like it's like God. That's like that's so much weight. That's like almost two ounces. What is what is that? What is that? Yeah, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of like what an ounce feels like. Yeah, what's a what's a what's a not point one pounds in kilos or in grams or something like that? I mean, so. Uh, yeah, you know, let's let's have a let's have a look. Let's go on this journey together. So that's forty-five grams is 0.1 pound. Now let's say a box of cereal generally. Let's let's work to that. A box of cereal is five hundred grams. Yeah. But, so so at that point, you like ten bobby pins a pound would then be the same as a box of cereal. Two bobby pins uh, is like as much as a chocolate bar. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's you know that's that's a thing, and I mean that's a weird weird way in actually looking at it in real words, uh, real world stats now and stuff like that. But yeah, so you're holding two bobby pins. Now characters on that game, or you know in Fallout, you'll generally hold hundreds of bobby pins. So now you are just a giant chocolate vending machine. <laughs> giant chocolate vending machine. You know at, at, at that point. So just you were out you were bobby pin chocolate bars to everyone. Yeah. I mean, people, if they were clever, they, what they would actually do is open the uh, vending machine with a bobby pin. And, uh, you know... Trade the bobby pin for the chocolate bar. No weight loss. Yeah. Ah, perfect. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just funny. But, I mean, in terms, of, in terms of stuff that Bethesda's done, it's relatively small, but it's still noticeable. And where you're going to be getting so much attention with any bit of news that you do... You'd think not fucking up would be a good piece of news. Yeah. So how how many did they get to before that? Did they did they go two weeks? Uh they yeah two and a half weeks. Two and uh, a half. This this came up like Wednesday last week. So that's uh, so. that's fourteen plus uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that's seventeen days they managed to go. Yeah. Let's see if they can beat that record. Hmm. Uh I mean, I mean, Steph is is, is just messaged me and mentioned at that point that the article at the, at the bottom does say it does seem like it's out of the frying pan and into the fire but there are more issues corrected than created thanks to the hotfix so yeah I mean at this point I, I guess 
it could be said that that people are looking for, you know, anything that's wrong, and and sort of blowing it up. But it, it's classic Bethesda. And now a few years ago, where that was considered a sort of an endearing trait in in the generation of the game industry, now it's just oh look, look what Grandpa's Bethesda's done again. Bethesda's got uh, Bethesda's uh, gone senile. It's just like it's just losing yeah. itself. He's built, himself the I- he's built himself the Ikea table, but he's now ended up with 50 times more screws than he actually had in the box. See, I may be wrong with this, but I'm sure a few weeks ago, it mm. was put on the thing that um, one of their employees tweeted that it was that um, Fallout 76 was going to go free to play. But it was instantly deleted and was classed as a rumour. Yeah. Um, and... Everyone, uh, some people got screenshots of it and blah blah blah, and it went around. And they were going, no, this, this, that, that it was so called an employee's account, and it went around. And they all they did was turn around and go, it's not going free to play. Mm. And that's all he would say. And people were like, if it ever goes free to play, and I've just paid this much for this game, you are giving me something more than the crap that you would probably offer. <laughs> uh, they'll probably give him a nylon bag. <laughs> Fucking nylon bag. Did they fix like... that bit, that thing? It's like thanks. It's like thanks for uh, thanks for buying the uh, the paid copy of this game. Here's a nylon bag as a reward. Yeah. It's like no. The the did, the um... currently at a six month turnaround for nylon um, for the not the canvas bags now. So. What happened when um? What you call it went free to play. You mean Elder Scrolls bags? Yes. What did, um, did what did people get for who bought that when it went free to play? I haven't nothing. played it in ages, so I have no idea. So nothing, because you were paying a subscription for a service. Like yeah. businesses are going to give you that money back. Mm. But with 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 bonus for it though. With um, what they call it, Tamriel Unlimited. The, uh, it's I think it's still subscribable. It's like a lot of the other free-to-play RPGs. It's like that or that started off as a subscription base. If you subscribed, you'd get more access to, to stuff. So Same it, with Star a bit like, Wars like did RuneScape that. did, where you had the free part of the world and then you had the members world, where um, there was like a whole side of the map you couldn't get to unless you were just paying monthly to get into it. They restrict it in other ways. Like if we take Star Wars The Old Republic as an example, um, the way they restricted it is that you had full access to all the planets and the storylines and everything like that, but you were limited on the amount of dungeons you could enter a day, the amount of space missions you could do a day, and so on and so forth. So, like, if you were... I think it might have even been a week. So, Flashpoints, the dungeons in the Old Republic, you could do three a week, but a subscriber could do it unlimited. I still prefer the way, like, RuneScape did it, where they just kind of separated the world a bit. Hmm... I guess some some places didn't want to do that sort of um, segregation on there, but but then it wasn't really like a bit because anything they had to do, anything they got on the side of the map where other players couldn't get, it wasn't like a complete downside for them because if they went to a world, which let's say because there was member worlds and there was free worlds. But mm. if a member went into a free world, their member items wouldn't work. So right. they they couldn't have the upper hand go, oh, I bought all this really good gear from a member world. Mm. It was like, you know, yeah, mate, that doesn't work here. You're now dead because that guy had a wooden sword and it was better than that. 
Fair enough. So, okay, so there was the way of balancing it both sides. Yeah. Mm, it's an interesting way. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see sort of the balance happen. I mean, some do it better than others. So, I mean, see what happens. I don't think Fallout 76 is going to go free to play no, anytime, anytime soon. soon. They'll wait till everyone's forgot about the game, then they might do it. <laughs> yeah, sort of relaunch it as Fallout 76, yeah. the unlimited vault or mm. something like that. And, um, you know, it'll happen. You know, it'll happen eventually. I reckon that'll be the case, but not now. Not now. It's only been out five months. And it's been in that kitchen on fire for far of them. Yeah. Yeah, the dog's still sat there saying it's still good. But anyway, um, we'll move on to another piece of news now. I noticed that there was one that got lost up in the thing you were talking about, RuneScape, Steph. Um, you're I a gamer article. <laughs> I forgot about I put it on the Monday, the day after the podcast, because I found it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's this idea that apparently... How do you pronounce them? Is it Jagex or Yegex? Or Yegex? From when I used to play, it used to be Yegex. Okay. But then I've heard other people pronounce it the other way, so... Yeah. I think it so, assumes whoever, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, so they were apparently... Um, the um, uh, the Chinese owner of the company, uh, Shanghai Fukong Interactive Entertainment Company Limited, uh, are selling its stake in the company. Best thing, it's not had it for long, though, has it? No. Um, uh, it had it for, like... Three years. Yeah, so it's not that long. Yeah, bought in 2016. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> Free mill deal. Mm. Yeah. But they've, well, they've, they've sold Yeah, so they've sold it. I don't know who will probably pick it up. I can't uh, believe RuneScape they... is worth $3 million. Yeah. Oh, they're, 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 I, I play the old edition. Don't forget you've got the new one, which I won't even fucking step foot on. <laughs> I mean, didn't this, didn't this used to start as like a two-man studio, though, at the time as well? Yeah, it was a really small thing. And it was all... Um, it was a Flash game as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it used to be um, all 2D as well. Yeah. Because you can play all the old... Um, there's now, what, three versions of it? You've got the, like, paper version, the 2D version, and then the new one, which they've got now, which is all new it's mechanics completely. Full but... full 3D. Yeah. Full design, stuff like that. Yeah, because the, the original Flash version is now called Old School Runescape, yes. isn't it? It is now on mobile. Yep. So it's on yeah, a lot of it. mobile devices. Yeah, it was just it was just a quick one, so they've sold. I reckon they'll probably end up getting bought by a company that begins with N and ends with et ease. <laughs> um, you know, or or uh, another company, one that began with t, t and ends with N cent. What the hell are you talking about? Either Netease or Tencent, the two big Japanese or Chinese investment companies. Over on the Asian side, they pick up most games. Unless Sony actually think, "Oh fuck this, we're gonna try putting it on the PlayStation." <laughs> oh man, so- Sony RuneScape—that'd be that'd be a different a different sort of thing. But yeah, that was a, just, just imagining a... RuneScape, just the way RuneScape looks on a PlayStation Four is just like, oh my god. Don't forget in in that video, that's old school. That's like second version of it. Yeah, I, I don't RuneScape know what the three. New... Now yeah, I don't it's know like... what RuneScape looks like now. I need to look it up. What is it? 3.0 or just 3, isn't it? Wow, it's a lot of different... It's like playing yeah. Elder Scrolls. El- Elder Scrolls. Uh, it's like World of Warcraft, yeah. effectively, in that sort of cartoon. Like Elder Scrolls, holy shit, that's a hell of an upgrade. 
Yeah, but it, I mean, it looks like the cartoony style of of um. Like, wow, well, of wow, but that's you know that's not a bad, bad thing. Because say what you want about the game, the art style of Warcraft has always had a little room in the heart for me. So I'm clicking on other, other images. I do like it. Looks very comic book style yeah. drawings and color. Yeah, I mean the art style is why people know their well, people call their characters in World of Warcraft tunes. Mm. It was it was just a little cartoon person effectively compared to everything else. So, but uh, yeah. So there, that was the business portion of the of the of the news, and now we move to the very last bit. We'll we'll wrap this up after this. It's a quick one. Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. But what can we say? Oh, they uh, had their no. they had their first concert last night. Oh boy! It was actually in, in the game, game concert. Yes. Yeah, so um, people could enter a event map of Fortnite with no kills, uh, infinite respawns, and no ability to fire at anyone. Well, they could listen. The respawns? Um, you could still die by fall damage, like a fool. But um, just like real yeah. life, they could die yeah. by fall damage in a concert. Yeah, getting trampled to death. But uh, just yeah, there, so there was a, so there was a concert by DJ. Marshmallow, who apparently, according to this article from PC Gamer, is a good friend of Ninja. So, of course. Um, but yeah, they hosted a small concert, played a couple of songs, and then two seconds after the concert ends, you get a warning, and then it's just a battle royale again. <laughs> um, right, and then the but, concert is just like, FIGHT! <laughs> yeah. But there's this, there's this massive thing about this. You know, it's like, you know, Jeff Keighley... And, you know, of Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards by Jeff Keighley said that more than 10 million people were watching the concert in-game. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's going to be an encore performance and, and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so you can sit there and go onto Fortnite and listen to a concert and then get killed. So when when is it going to be where you can go on Fortnite and watch a film and then get killed? Mm, it's it, it could happen. But this isn't news in this sense. They're not the first game to have done a concert. Why have other games done a concert? I've never heard of them. There was a game called Second Life. Ah. Or is a game. And, and people can do what they want. Generally, most of these days now, it's fetishes. Oh boy. But, right. back Sounds in the like day... Fun. And I'll give you a trivia bit on this one. Back in the day, Second Life did the first ever virtual concert. Now, does anyone want to guess... Who did that first virtual concert? I've already spoiled it for myself, but go ahead. <laughs> it's not Duran Duran, by the way. Oh my god! Plot twist! Yeah, it's, uh, it was the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra. Ah. So people in Second Life at the time, this was on an old Telegraph article from like 2007. Damn Liverpool. But um, yeah, people in the game randomly got given a lottery ticket. And based on whoever had those tickets, they could then take their avatars and watch a live concert of the Philharmonic Orchestra. Anyone who didn't have the ticket, didn't. They got to do foot fetish somewhere. So, um, but yeah, there's your little bit of trivia and your uncomfortable feelings to wrap this podcast up. Second Life. Okay, so Second yeah. Life equals fetish porn. Got it. Yeah, pretty much these Write days. down in notes for further research. <laughs> 
so uh yeah we will wrap this up now so thank you very much for for listening to the podcast this week if you hmm, hello voice welcome back um if you do if you enjoyed like this yeah listen to more things like this please subscribe yeah. and like i got really share. confused when you said that because i was thinking um wait what just happened <laughs> Is he a vice woman to be able to hear? Because I can't hear fuck off. But um, yeah, yeah, do what uh, do what squeaky voice teen says, and uh, like, share, and subscribe. Um, what the hell was that? Um, yeah, do the like, share, and subscribe. Crying then. That didn't sound like you were losing your voice at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the manager. There we go. There it is. But um, yeah, click the bell if you see it. Please, and then yeah, we're also on YouTube, and uh, yeah, watch some of the other stuff. And the uh, contact links will be in the doobly doo. And that's, that's all. all. That's on YouTube. Yeah. So uh, yeah, cheers, Duncan. Cheers, Stefan. And uh, until next week, don't kill each other. Because I'm not helping you hide the butter. Thank you, Steph. Later's. Bye. That's all.